Good morning, everybody. Today we are celebrating Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is Latin for rejoice. The call for Christians and Catholics to rejoice because we are drawing so much closer to the birth of Jesus. And so we look at the first reading very clearly. The call to rejoice, the good news, the coming of the Messiah. The responsorial psalm is a reading from the Magnificat, another call to rejoice. And then finally, Paul says to rejoice always in his letter to the Thessalonians. And so what's interesting, though, to me, this is sort of what I was reflecting upon, we are here told to rejoice, called to rejoice, and then yet the figure that we encounter in the gospel in the minds of many people is a person that we do not associate with joy. John the Baptist, arguably out there in the desert eating bugs, dressed in camel hair, I don't think I would be rejoicing either. But yet there's a challenge, I think, for us to maybe see John in a little different light. Remember, at the very beginning of his life, at the visitation, he leapt for joy in the womb of his mother. Also, if you read the scriptures, John rejoices that he gets to be the friend of the bridegroom. He rejoices at the coming of Christ. So maybe we need to rethink John the Baptist. He is maybe not as dour and as serious of a figure as we think. But I think the more important thing is if we're going to understand John as joyful, what type of joy is this? Certainly it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, but John's joy is the joy of joyful anticipation as he looks forward to the coming of the Messiah. It's a joy that is not necessarily just static in the present moment, but is looking forward to something good. The Messiah who is going to come to redeem Israel. And so I think that the joy that we as Christians are supposed to experience is that same joyful anticipation. Having that expectant attitude of the good things to come ultimately the return of Jesus to vindicate his people and to redeem and bring his bride to heaven. So that's what I want to reflect on today, particularly during this Advent season, a season where we are supposed to be joyfully anticipating the birth of Jesus. But yet so often there's so much stress, there's so much worry, there's so much busyness, that we really don't get to experience that joy. So how can we lean into the joy, this Advent, and really in a certain sense, I would say, for our entire life? I want to offer a few points of reflection so that we can grow not just in joy, but in that joyful anticipation of the good things the Lord wants to bring to us. And the first one is a distinction that I think is important for us to make. So often, what sort of brings us down and kills our joy is or are our expectations. Often false expectations. 
where we have this expectation that this great thing is going to happen, that something's going to happen in our life and it doesn't happen, and we get disappointed. So in a certain sense, we can see this too. A lot of people had this expectation that the Messiah was going to come kicking behind and taking names. But instead, he came as that meek and gentle lamb. It's our expectations of how things will turn out, of how we think God should act in our life, or how our life should look that leads to disappointment. Or it can also lead us to taking things for granted. Well, this is just sort of what I expect to happen. Instead, what leads to joy is having an expectant attitude, one that joyfully anticipates good things. We don't know what exactly it's going to be, and sometimes there are going to be disappointments and struggles and trials. But still, to have an expectant attitude. Like Mary, she didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know how everything would play out. But still, she had an expectant attitude of hope that the Lord loved her and wanted good things for her. That's the first thing. To be able to put aside expectations, which often do not live up to what we have in our own hearts, our minds, and what it should be, and have an expectant attitude. The second thing that is crucial actually comes from the word expectation or expectant. Ex out of spectare, like a spectacle, to be able to see. So there is something tied to vision and something tied to sight when we anticipate or we expect good things to happen. And we have to have our eyes open to be able to see and pay attention. But so often, I know I am terribly guilty of it, we end up turning in on ourselves, doing some navel-gazing, we end up spacing out, we end up getting caught up in all these distractions and worries, and so there's the Lord right in front of us. There are the good things, but we can't see it because we're too caught up in these other things. And so to be able to cultivate this joyful, expectant attitude that we believe John the Baptist might have had, we've got to keep our eyes open. We've got to pay attention to see how the Spirit is moving around us and moving in our lives. And then third and finally, and probably the most importantly for this season, whenever we think of joyful anticipation, at least I think of children, particularly children waiting for Christmas. They, they, they cannot sleep. They're so excited about the presents they're going to receive. They're so excited about Santa Claus coming and all the great food and opening presents and fun they're going to have. Their eyes are wide open, usually at 4 o'clock in the morning, which is not always when our eyes are open, but that's how it tends to work. They are so excited. It's that childlike anticipation for good things that we can expect that for Christmas, but we can look for good things to look forward to in our life all the time. I'm very joyful today. I get to visit with a good friend of mine after Mass today. That's joyful anticipation. But so often, we don't have those things to look forward to. We're so caught up in our own worries 
that we cannot cultivate that joyful, expectant attitude that comes with having a childlike heart. So those are the three things. Expectant attitude versus expectations to keep our eyes open and pay attention and to have the heart of a child so that we may experience that joyful expectation. How do we practice it? And this is where I think the real challenge comes in. Because every Sunday, truly for Catholics, every day, we have the chance to joyfully expect the coming of Jesus in the Mass and in the gift of the Eucharist. But so often it is very easy for us to see the Mass as a chore. Oh, I gotta go to Mass on Sunday. I gotta listen to Father's boring homily. I have other things to do. The saints are playing. That we don't really cultivate a joyful expectation of receiving the gift of Jesus in the Eucharist. Goodness gracious! It's not just bread and wine, it's really Jesus. We should be fired up to be able to come to Mass, to be able to receive that gift, but yet it's so easy to take for granted. It's so easy to get distracted. And that's the prayer that I have, and I have for all of you here and myself, that as we draw closer to Christmas, particularly today in this Mass and in every Mass, we may have that joyful anticipation John the Baptist had to receive the gift of Jesus, the bridegroom who comes at Christmas, but who comes every day under the appearances of bread and wine and the gift of the Eucharist. Amen.